In this episode, we take a look at Venus and Mercury in astrology. We look at the incredible impact understanding it in your own chart has on your life, understanding it in others, and also some interesting facts about the planets themselves. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jay. Hey. We're going to talk about astrology again today. Yes. I'm really happy that the people like the astrology. They always do. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Mercury and Venus today and i have set emotion i've set energetic thank you because we're mentioning mercury <laughs> around this podcast in the recording yeah. Yeah. yeah who knows what will happen some i some did slamming of walls and, i did close the window this time yes if you listen to last the week's episode the birds were interrupting yes okay so i want to just recap in case you are somehow entering the podcast for the first time here and you haven't listened to any previous episodes on natal charts and astrology that we've talked about it actually is our astrology episodes where people find us yeah which is and great then they go welcome. back welcome. right yes. yes so if you haven't we're talking about kind of how they relate to your natal chart yes how to sort of understand different aspects of astrology so that you can use your own natal chart and other people's to connect better with humans right to understand yourself better Yes. I mean, I'm always floored at the accuracy. Always. It's, you know, like I said before, you think you're this mysterious human and then you read your your natal chart and you're like, oh, right. This computer just spit my personality (laughs) out and described me for filth. Exactly. Exactly. So we're looking at these particular ones. So we've looked at like the houses. Go back and see that episode. Yes. We've also looked at Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. We looked at retrogrades and eclipses in another episode. Right. So we're going to touch on Mercury retrograde, but we're not going to go super deep into it. Right. So go back and listen to that. Even if you already listened to it, refresh mm-hmm. after you get a little dose of Mercury here. Right. Okay. That sounded like a poisoning. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So we've also gone through all the houses. So I would suggest if you haven't listened to that, to listen to that after. The order doesn't really matter. We're going to talk about houses, Mm -hmm. but we go more in depth into those and what they mean. Yes. Okay. So I should also say that when we're talking about the planets in astrology, we're also referring to celestial bodies that are not like technically recognized recognized as planets sometimes. right. Okay. That's okay. Because astrology and astronomy got in a fight a long time ago and they- they, like a turf war, right? They got divorced. Yeah, exactly. They don't always get along with how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with Mercury. Okay. Now, like you said, you put some walls up because Mercury is the planet that controls communication. Mm -hmm. So when you're not just like talking communication, but like microphones and recording devices. (laughs) And every time (laughs) we talk about this bitch, she screws something up. So maybe calling her out will like stop. Or like we spoke about before that you call in Archangel Michael. Yes, exactly. So we're trying. Mm -hmm. I'm sure something will happen, but you never know. Maybe because I'm saying it, it won't. It's okay. Okay. So here is just like a summary of what Mercury rules. Right. Communication, logic, rationality, intellect, cleverness, memory, 
transportation. Right. Okay. That's a lot of things. Also like appliances. Yes. Yes. Because here's, this is a little bit trippy, but bear with me. Mm -hmm. Anything that is using electricity Mm -hmm. is using communication. Right. Exactly. No, I, I don't think that's very trippy. That okay. Makes sense. Anything using right. Wi-Fi, you're bringing one piece of information to this other piece of info, to this other place. Yes. Right. So you have to think of communication energetically right. to really grasp the concept. Mm-hmm. Yes, we get hung up on like how when Mercury is in retrograde, people take stuff funny or mm-hmm. um, with communication or like all of a sudden your appliance doesn't work and people are like, "What?" You know. But it's just right. because all of those exchanges get a little topsy-turvy right or contracts contracts yes because those are communications like any kind of agreement written or verbal or otherwise right okay how you analyze interpret sort and classify information okay as well as how you exchange it so here's where people miss a huge part of like reading Mercury in their chart and understanding Mercury's effects on them. Mm -hmm. They're only thinking about how it could go wrong when they're talking to someone else, when they're exchanging information with someone else. Right. It also can get a little screwy and how you're taking it in. Well, and what you're describing also sounds like executive functioning. It's exactly executive functioning. So like that doesn't have to have to do with anybody else. That's just how you're organizing and executing things in your own life. And not only does your placement of Mercury in your chart speak to and give you an understanding of your own executive functioning, mm-hmm. but if you know that, plus you know what Mercury the planet is currently doing, right. and you combine that information, right. you're going to have a much easier time. Yes. I feel like if we could send kids to school every day with like a little Mercury report for the teacher... <laughs> It would be, it would be a great idea. Yeah. I really do. I wish, and this is me like asking anyone out there who might be listening, who could study this and like, like hit me up, I'll join the team. If we could study people's natal charts and like people's neurodiversity, Mm -hmm. I feel like you would find so much valuable information. I completely agree. It's, it's such a miss. It's like, right. It's sitting right there. It's right there. Right. And we're not doing it. Right. Or looking at like where your neurodiversity is and how it's impacted by, I mean, there's just a ton of overlap. Yeah. There's so much overlap. There is. So how you sort information Mm -hmm. in your mind, in your memory, in your energy field, in your being is also very connected to your clairs. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have an episode on the Claire's as well. If you haven't, if you don't know, those are your psychic senses. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. So if you could, now, now listen, the way that Mercury is filing and taking in the information is ego. Right. But the way that you are initially absorbing the information is intuition. Right. So if you could, again, combine this information, you're going to understand yourself better. Right. So for me, I'm... My biggest one is clairvoyance. Yep. Right. And my, we'll get to this, but my Mercury's in Taurus. Right. 
the combination of how information is going to come in very visually and then how I'm going to sort it, which is also visually, right. is very important because now you can have this like little life hack for yourself. And right. you, have, you can look and go like, oh, I, I understand how I need to take this in to use it the best way. Right. And remember, it's not the way everybody else does. No, exactly. We talked about perspective last week. Right. It's everyone's is different. Yeah. I mean, even in, in the intuitive industry, you know, you and I talk about this a lot, but like everything is very directed to like clairvoyance. Yes. So everything is explained in how to take in intuitive information as if you can see see it. it. Right. Right. And Mm -hmm. somebody like you, who's claircognizant, you're understanding that you have clairvoyance, but it's not the best way for you to operate. No. So it's, we're just like missing all this like valuable stuff that could help us understand ourselves better. Right. Um, how you recognize patterns? Mercury. Look at Mercury in your chart. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How you think, write, and talk to yourself and to others. Mm. Yep. Okay. How you think is so valuable because I feel like there's been this sort of all of a sudden everyone realized something that I don't know, I think I already knew was mm. that like not everybody has like a voice in their head. Not oh, everybody right. sees stuff in there. I mean, that, that's just the clear. So maybe that's why I had a heads up that that's what was going on. Right, exactly. But if you look at your Mercury in your chart, you're going to go, oh yeah, that is how I, how I think. Right. It's not like your beliefs or like, you know, your conditioning. It's just how you think because how you think is different than how the person next to you thinks. Right. And it's coming in through your energetic body. Yeah. And it's coming in differently than right. how it's coming in for the person someone next to you. Right. I mean, exactly. how many times have you been somewhere and one person interpreted the situation one way and one another way? A million times. I mean, even sometimes just you can be, you can be trying to learn something or take in information and someone says the same thing in a slightly different way and it clicks for you. Right. That's because you think differently. Yeah, exactly. It's just a, it's just a miss there again that I, yeah. I think people don't realize. And like, how often people are analyzing things and analyzing a room and analyzing energy and reading body language. This is all you're bringing in the information and filing it based on your Mercury. Side. Right. Yep. It's, I find it so fascinating. Well, and think about how informative that is. And think of if how you knew that about yourself. Yeah. How informative that is. And you're is. literally using it every moment of the day. Like there yes. isn't a, a heartbeat that you experience that you're not taking in information. Yes. Right. And so when I say like, what's your Mercury sign? Most people don't know. Right. And it's like interesting. Sometimes I try to guess. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Okay. So <laughs> here's some fun facts. So Mercury, the planet Mercury, is named after the Roman god of communication, right. travel, and commerce. Yes. Also the god of war, though. hmm Okay. So I have this point that maybe you're going to be like, this is a little a little left field, Heather. Let's stretch. Bring it back. All right. But I actually think you might like it. Let's see. We didn't originally call Mercury Mercury. What did we call it? The Romans came in and said, we're taking all information and making it Roman and to go with our Roman mythology. Same as we didn't call the days of the week what we call them. Correct. Right. This is all just like uh, conquering, you know, let's go take over this area in your culture. Bullshit. Right, right. Okay. We originally called this planet Naboo. Okay which was the god of wisdom, scribes, and literacy. 
Perfect. Okay. So communication had to do with wisdom. Yes. But then all of a sudden, as the patriarchy's dawning, we change the name of the planet that rules communication to the god of war. war. Gotcha. And we all say that. We all think that. Yeah. We all, Mercury, god of war. So that, like words are war. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that too? No, it's a I don't little, think it's, a, I don't it's, think it's that much of a stretch. Okay. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Things like that are what I think about in the middle of the night. I know that. <laughs> that can't confirm. I know you do. After I've run through all the conversations and I thought of the ways I could have done better in them, you know that like when you self edit uh, way too late, hate it. It's exhausting and hate pointless. It. Yeah. Yep. Then I move on. I'm to like thinking about so much more clever. Oh my god! Ten hours later, uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I could only go back. Like if if time travel got figured out, that's what I'd use it for. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Mercury is ruled by the planets. Uh, by the signs Gemini and Virgo. Okay. So I guess technically the way that you say it is that Mercury, the planet, rules Gemini and Virgo. Yes. Okay. Right. So some planets rule one sign, some rule two. Gotcha. So like dual planets, single planets, this mm -hmm. is a dual planet. Okay. Gemini and Virgo make a lot of sense for me. Tons of sense. There's like a lot of shit this planet's doing. It's transportation. It's, you know talking right. on the phone it's your like toaster to be articulate and yes yeah exactly so mm -hmm. i think that makes sense all right you can find out if you were born during a retrograde you can yes i actually I sent you out. i sent you a quiz <laughs> to find it out okay now what you can do if you have your chart most of them if you're born if a certain planet is retrograding it says rx Yes. next to it so you can look right but not all charts do that so you can also find like a quiz like you oh, can just okay. like plug it in which is what i sent you like yeah. plug this in and see if you were born during, during a retrograde yeah. so i was not born during a mercury retrograde were you i wish you could have seen me while i was taking this quiz <laughs> i was literally out, like talking out loud in my car like oh my gosh to, like do not let me you didn't want to be i've been born under goddamn <laughs> Like as if you could switch it and that would make your life easier. Yeah, yeah. I was. You were born during. Of course, retrograde. I was. I had a feeling. Mercury retrograde kicks my ass. Yeah. Okay. But you would think it wouldn't, though. Well, no. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but it people who so wherever you are born, like in a planet that's retrograding when you're born. Mm -hmm. What most astrologers say is mm -hmm. that that's an indication that that's a place where you'll have a lot of lessons. <laughs> yep but it's also not necessarily that you'll struggle right. you're a fantastic communicator i am do you know what i mean yes but there's a there's a lot of lessons packed into communicating for you and when you communicate and how you communicate and yep. how it feels when you communicate right and for me the lesson is in the is in the obstacle like how yes. do i react to the obstacle how do yes. how do i how do I overcome the obstacle? It's like that, like the reaction is my lesson. And so Mercury's always just like, yes, dropping bombs. It's really a fun time. Even you. this last one we just came out of <laughs> so many things had happened. And then I sat down and uh, I turned the TV on and it was like that thing where the screen is like all wobbly oh, yes. and wonky. And I was like, of course, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Did it fix itself? And I was like, I'm not even touching this TV. Smart. It's Mercury. Yeah. I'm not touching it. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to look at it. I don't care. <laughs> and then Mercury was about to be over and I looked and literally it was half unplugged. Like the, U the USB that goes 
Yeah. Like that goes into the side of the TV was right. half unplugged from the side of the TV. And I just went like, Doop. and it, it fixed itself. But look but how I smart. Didn't get mad. Look how smart you were not to like flip out and try to fix the TV or go while buy it was still retrograding. Yes. Like, you're like, we're going to give this a few days. So Mercury's direct and we'll deal with it then. So smart. It was such a simple solution. But imagine if I had like bought a new TV and then I was like, oh, could have just. Fix this cord a little bit. But that's the most Mercury retrograde shit I've ever heard, where it's like you something happens and you immediately escalate it to a 10 when exactly. it's probably a 2. Right. And then you do this big thing and then it was just this little issue. Yeah. You're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I always, always drop my phone a million times during Mercury retrograde. Same. I don't, I know there's symbolism there. Mm -hmm. I know it's probably be on it less. I'm not interested in that at the moment. I, I got the message. We'll work on it later. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Noted universe. <laughs> we'll get to that. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's always an interesting thing, but specifically if you were born during a retrograde, yes. it means that the struggles in that area or the lessons in that area are with yourself. Yes. So it's, it's not like, it doesn't mean like I was born with Mercury direct and I have plenty of issues with communication, but they right. tend to be outward. Right. How I communicate with others for mm. people born, born, born. Right. See, I couldn't communicate. <laughs> for people born during a retrograde, the issues with communication tend to be with themselves. Like, how do I get this thing out of me to everybody else? Yeah, that tracks. Well, I was going to say, without getting into detail, <laughs> that describes you yes, as a person. Exactly. Or that element of you. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I read a lot of, well, a lot too, interesting articles mm -hmm. about Mercury's effect on our sensory system. Okay. And how we process information. Okay. So I think, well, first of all, I remember you telling me that I had sensory issues and me going like, no, I don't. It's just like at some point in the day when people breathe or chew or something's touching me, I feel like I might die or like a sound. And you were like, okay, well, that's what we call sensory issues. Right, that that's sensory overload. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. But if you look at... <laughs> Mercury in my chart and you read about like, again, Taurus, I have a lot of Taurus right. in my chart. You can sort of go like, oh, right. I see where that would go, but I also see exactly what you should do, which interestingly enough, you told me to do one of the suggested things for Taurians. What? You were, I was telling you that I was getting sensory overload from wearing glasses. Oh, the ice. Yeah. yeah. No, you told me to go pull weeds. Oh, yeah, I did say that. Which it's like you, it's, you need to go ground your energy and it's touch such a the weird earth. thing to tell someone to do, but you I need to go like, weed. I was like, just go, just go outside and like do some. <laughs> I don't you say it out loud. It sounds weird. But... No, but it was a. <laughs> what did your friend say when you told her you were experiencing sensory overload? She told you to go weed. Go do some weeding. But. This That's is, what I would do. But this is also an example of your clear cognizance. <laughs> you like weren't you didn't go through the process of being like what is her Heather Mercury is right in now? Taurus. Heather needs this. <laughs> so she needs to go touch plants in the earth. You know what right. I mean? When she's having sensory overload. But that's right. actually exactly what I need to do. Yeah. So I just think that's really interesting because when I'm in sensory overload, mm -hmm. I'm not going, you know what I want to do. No, exactly, because your system is dysregulated it's all junk right but if i just right. know oh yeah. let me go do something outside let me mm -hmm. go pull some weeds yeah then 
that's incredibly, incredibly helpful. Awesome. Yeah. So knowing that in yourself, also helpful. Helpful. But here's the thing. We need more articles about this. We need more yes. people talking about this. We yeah. need more people studying like, like think of all the neurodiversity things that have to do with processing information mm-hmm. and think of like, and like I volunteer as tribute, like I'll study me. Right. Like what's the connection here with my chart and the position of things. Right. And how I process information. Exactly. What is it with how you do? What do we right. have in common? What's different? Like, could we get a group of us together and go like, oh, I have this in my chart. I have that in my chart. Right. Like we would see stuff. Yes. And it would solve a lot of issues. Right. Okay. And before people get mad, we're not saying like, oh, read your natal chart and it will like cure whatever <laughs> like right. neurodiversity you have. I don't want to cure it. No. I want people to understand it. Right. But this is going to add a layer of, of like understanding yeah. to what's happening in, in people's bodies and their yeah. lives. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're harping on people receiving information through a mercury talk, which is awesome. It's right. Like a, it's like a extra layer of amazingness but that is everything yeah you know especially when you're if you have a kid that's neurodiverse or whatever and you're just trying to figure out how to help them literally anything you'll grab anything even if maybe you think astrology is silly which you're wrong but fine i bet you if i handed handed you a natal chart and said try this you'd probably go okay yes yeah you'd do anything yeah all right i have a few interesting astrology facts about mercury okay here's what i want to do with this (laughs) i want to float them out and have you decide how to interpret it for yourself okay not just you personally jamie but all the listeners okay because i read these and immediately started interpreting and understanding some more information about how mercury works in astrology okay astronomy and astrology again were the same and I, the splitting of it has caused some problems in my opinion because astrologists are kind of stuck on this side and they're not grabbing the astronomy information right and vice versa but mm-hmm. just like your physical body is like reflecting and doing things that your intuition and your mind are going through the physical planet and the energy coming off of it are very connected yeah and i think we should also say that this like astrology and astronomy beef is one-sided <laughs> yes like it's not like astrologists yes. are like <gasps> do you hear what that astronomer said about about uranus <laughs> like you like like they would never no they take that information and apply it to their own practice Astrona it's only astronomers, astronomers that don't that, yes that you know, judge. Right. It's more that astrologists don't have access to a lot of the information. Right. It's exactly. not like they're just like, don't even bother telling me about the atmosphere on that planet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I just grabbed a couple okay. of facts for you. So Mercury is the closest planet to the sun. Um, and it's also technically right now the smallest. If you consider Pluto a planet, it just depends. I mean, I grew up Poor Pluto. being told Pluto was a planet. I did too. I mean, Pluto was shoved down my throat my whole life. So now you're telling me I can't be a right, planet. Right, and then it wasn't. Okay, so do what you want with that. Okay, closest to the sun, closest. but one of the smallest. Okay. And it orbits between the sun and the earth. Okay. So I'd just like to remind everyone that the sun is ego. I was just going to say, so... Are, we're communicating more, most closely to ego. Yes. Right. Thank you. Okay. 
Um, it is a cold planet, even though it's the closest to the sun. Interesting. Because there's no atmosphere or very little atmosphere to trap heat. Oh, okay. So the closest planet Mm. in our galaxy to the sun is one of the coldest. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. There's there's, there's stuff there is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Also... This planet is a mystery, shocker, to astronomers. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Do you want to know the mystery that they can't figure out? It appears to be too small to host a magnetic field, but it has one, and scientists can't understand how. Really? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, Do with that information what you want to do with that information. I don't want to solve it for you, but I'm I'm going like um, yeah, communication. How we communicate? We switched it to you know the god of war from the god of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of information and interesting like little pieces that I think you could interpret. Interpreted, right? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, okay. We'll I agree. To interpret that. All right. I want to talk about this in our charts. Okay. I already mentioned that I'm a Taurus. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this and you can tell me what you think. Okay. That's accurate. Okay. Being born with Mercury in Taurus gives you a solid way of thinking and interacting that makes you especially practical and reliable. You aren't one to jump to conclusions or jump to anything for that matter. Do, you, do we think that's my pause? Yes. Okay. You have a calm and deliberate manner when you communicate. Yes. Okay. Definitely. You get straight to the point and convey your thoughts with intention, making it easy for others to understand what you're saying. Yes. Clear and productive conversations are your specialty. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It is in my 10th house, and the interpretation there is, you are good with language and generally use this talent in your profession. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) So you said astrology was fake? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What? Like, how could you ever dispute that? If you know Heather, how could you ever? I mean, I think you would know me well enough just listening to this episode to go, like, that all sounds pretty right on. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Jamie, your Mercury is in Leo. So, Mercury and Leo are adept at seeing the big picture, sometimes at the cost of ignoring the details. No. I think that's just ADHD. That's the ADHD. Yeah, okay. They are generally skilled at the art of persuasion. Yes. Thick. Yeah, that's you like built, bringing people from one side to the other. That's oh, right, what right, you're right. so okay. good at that. Yeah, like welcome to astrology. Like let me let me talk you into liking it. That's you. <laughs> While others may try to win people over with logic, guilt, or wit, Mercury and Leo does it with warmth and goodwill. Yes. They are excellent at promoting ideas and getting their messages across. That's true. Yes. These people can be very attached to their opinions, taking pride in their beliefs, which are often rather idealistic. Yes. (laughs) They are capable people on an intellectual level and have an especial desire for self-expression. Depending on the confidence level of the whole individual with the displacement of Mercury, a stubbornness in the face of criticism or oversensitivity to anything less than praise is present. No. Hello, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you have um, 
Mercury in your ninth house, mm -hmm. and that is you crave intellectual stimulation. You're very smart, eternal mental wanderers of many subjects. Yep. That's you. That's it. How do you, how do you say it's not real? Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. I know. And you couldn't also just say like, oh, anyone could listen and like adapt that to themselves. Like you would never read that about yourself and be no. like, yeah, that's me. None of that would be right for me. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. And all of it, <laughs> but it's also not just like, oh, right on on the surface. Like there's a few little deep, one of them's a little bit of a jab, but they're like very exactly. on point. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. when you add that you were born when Mercury was retrograde, not direct. Right. You're reading this, like you're hearing, in mine, you're not hearing as many challenges, but in yours, right. you're hearing more. Like because amazing. Right. Exactly. Amazing. Love All it. right. I think we should take a quick break. Okay. And then we're going to come back and talk about Venus. Sweet. We'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. great with podcast listening a uh, great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl Ooh, yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Okay, Heather, this week, I don't know what we're talking about. I mean, I do. <laughs> Speaking of Mercury. Yeah. Retrograde. <laughs> what are, what are we not sure we're talking about? It's this thing. I don't know how to frame it or title it, but for yeah. me, I feel like it's sort of one of these things that we always bring up is like, like the empath's curse or like the intuitive's curse. Mm. It's just something that I've been seeing and I'm trying to like think of how to frame it. I don't think this... This person that I'm talking about mm -hmm. is not someone that I've ever met in real life. Ooh, They're okay. also, I don't think, someone who's ever listened to this episode. Okay. But I don't want to, <clears throat> like, shit talk anybody. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I just think our listeners have seen this a million times, and it's painful as an, as an intuitive. Yeah. I see someone on social media. Yeah. Who I follow, they follow me back. Okay. I like them from what I know of them. Yeah. And I, I can just see them struggling so badly. Mm. Like, so this person is like an overworker, like a, always talking about how busy they are. Yes. Too many meetings. 
Yes. Too much time juggling parenthood and the work-life balance. Yes. <clears throat> and, and it's almost like watching a train wreck. It, like a really slow train wreck. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. I don't know how to be like, hey, there's something about you that's attached to being the victim. <laughs> yeah. There's something about you that that is receiving validation from being overworked. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you can't just insert yourself. This is like your grocery no. store story. Like right. when you're in it, like when you're a medium and you like see someone's dead uncle, yeah. you can't just go up to him and be like, Hey, dead uncle's here. Yeah. He says, right. what's up? Like, People don't like that. No, it can right. go listen to other episodes about that. It's like ethically yeah. problematic. And just not a good idea. <clears throat> don't do it. No. So for me, I feel the same way. Like I can't be like, Hey. And then I'm watching it and I'm watching it and I'm watching mm. it. And then all of a sudden they're having all these physical problems that they're talking about. Yeah. And then they're, then they're in the emergency room mm. and then they're getting diagnosed with this like mystery illness, mystery. fibromyalgia or something And you like know, it, it, this one that this person has yeah. like has a name, but it's yeah. this like, it's this like immunocompromised, like autoimmune oh, issue, yes. issue. Like, <laughs> yes. Now they're grappling with like the, the problem of being like, I'm so busy. I, I don't have the time to be chronically ill. And I'm like, right. oh, I just, yeah. It's like, I wish I help you. Yeah. I wish I could help you right. so badly. Do I wish I could just be like, Hey, and you can't No, there's no way that I could message this person. Yes. And we've had some interactions online. It's not like yeah. I would just be like cold calling them. I'd like to speak to you about my MLM. <laughs> hey, girl. <Yeah. laughs> it's not like that, but it's just such a hard position for people like us and our listeners yeah. that want to help, that can see the issue. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta shut be, your mouth. You gotta be asked. Correct. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple things you can do. Mm-hmm. It depends on how bold you want to be. Yes. But like what the first thing I would do, and I bet you've already done this, is just like energetically put out the call. Like, yes, I have done that. Like I, I want to be asked about this. Yes. Like come ask me. The door is open. Yeah, to all the people. Bring them to me. Right. I would like to help them. Right. Right. The other thing you can do is just a reach out. Like, hey, I see you're struggling. I just wanted you to know, like that's that's really rough, and I'm thinking about you to see if they then give you more information and enter right. into a conversation and like. You can find the little the little ask, right. even if it's not fully like mm-hmm. Jamie. Tell me what's going on. You right. know, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you I can do, do those do. things, yeah. But it's it's hard to not come off like you think you know better than exactly, them, or like you're judging them. I was just gonna say it feels so judgmental, even if I used my nicest words, my best <laughs> communicating skills. You read like- that Mercury was in Leo, <laughs> and you used that information to talk to them, yeah. right? But it would be like. I'm watching you from afar and I see this problem. Yeah. I can, you can't fix it and right. I can. Right. And I'm not even saying I can fix no, I could, issues. No, I could help. I could help. Yeah. And also, it's not just like I'm seeing this from afar and I can help because – and I've like never been there myself. I've always done no. it perfect. It's actually the opposite. No. It's because yes. you're like I've actually – I'm actually incredibly triggered by it. Right. Because I was there. Yeah. I, I know could how have, that feels. If I didn't get – the information I got when I got it, I could have still been there. I could right. have been you. Right. So you just want to help, but it's yeah. it's it's a hard call because if you try to help somebody mm-hmm. when they're not open to the help, you will hurt them a lot of the times. 
Yes. It's, it's the same reason yes. you don't go up to people in the grocery store. It's right. the same reason I don't just blurt out all the things that come into my head when You're someone's talking. Created, right? Yeah. Like I, you, I've learned this the hard way. Yes. It's not judgmental, but it's no. like people actually need to energetically come to you. Like right. there needs to be like an energetic contract form somehow. Even if you're sitting listening to this, because this used to be me, that if you were saying that to me, I would be in my head thinking, no, but I really want to know. I would know, but I really want you me. to tell me. Right. But that's not actually how it works. You have to be ready. You have to be ready to hear the information. You also have to be in a place in your life where you're ready to hear the information. Yeah. And like capable enough to have that information. Yes. Right. And you also have to be careful if you're the one saying it, what you say. Yeah. Like for example, how many times when I was doing sessions, would somebody be like, I need you to tell me if I should leave my partner? Well, like you say, you just said the answer. I can't. Well, right. yes, I, I know that you <laughs> right. should by the right. way you have framed the question. Right. But no, I'm not be forever that Heather told me to. And it's not just that it'll be like, I could be a bad guy in the story. Trust right. me, I made that mistake and had someone come after the partner that was left, come after me mm -hmm. and threaten me. Like I, I'm not saying it from a place of I'm wise and you're stupid, everybody. I'm saying it from a place of like, I made all the mistakes. Let right. me help you not. Yes. But like, so that can happen. Yes. But also you rob somebody of knowing they made the decision themselves. Yes. And that's what a lot of intuitive people do. I know I'm taking like a little bit of a left turn mm -hmm. from what you were talking about, no, right. but they rob people of seeing the thing yes. so that they can look like they know all the stuff. Yeah, the person has to have that moment of epiphany yes themselves or it doesn't stick yes so it's very important that you're so careful with how you give people any sort of intuitive help any right. sort of right um emotional mental physical even guidance because mm -hmm. you you could do it in a way that robs them mm -hmm. of the ability to heal fully right and and this person that i've been observing even if I could say to them, this is, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Like you need a lot of energy work. You need a lot of this and that. Mm -hmm. This person's like, I mean, I think they're very intuitive, but they're also like a muggle, like a straight up muggle. <laughs> right. So you want me to be like, oh, do Reiki and do acupuncture and try this and try this technique and that. Like then you're just piling more information yeah. on them about something that they're not they're just they haven't even dipped their toes in the no, water no they haven't opened up to that stuff yet. yeah so, so you're that's just overwhelming just, them and then they might not go like reiki is something that is so helpful for everybody right and if they heard it in that moment they might never try it because they might be put off by it exactly and then now this thing that could help them you just, just compromised off, right? yeah so it's it's really really tricky yeah and it's Really hard to care so much about everybody else. Right, exactly. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Literally. I mean, this person is like a step above being a stranger to me. Right. And I'm like, oh, God, I just want to help them. Yeah. Well, we'll put it out there right now that this person who Jamie follows and you follow her back should contact Jamie because she would like to be your friend and support you through your, On your journey. journey. Yeah. <laughs> So let's see, maybe you can just report back if we hear anything, but I, I think it's a great point because it's such a struggle and you know, it can right. even be with someone you know really well, right? You have to be careful how you frame stuff. Yeah. You know, even just that question in, in any kind of relationship where when someone's talking to you, where you're like, 
are you looking to just be heard or are you looking for a solution? Yes. Ask that. You don't have yeah. to use those words. Right. But like, look, see what happens. Yeah. Agree. Do a little of both and see what they lean towards. Like, make sure that you're giving in a way that is actually for the other person and not because you need to give. Exactly. Not because you have to fix something. Yes. Right. Agreed. And if you're also observing people on social media, hoping that they give you a call, we, we see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Venus. Yes. Okay. Venus is one of my favorite astrological aspects to look at. Interesting. Because it is the first planet from Earth. Like, it's the next one, mm -hmm. right? we got Mercury on one side and we got Venus on the other. Yeah. And it is intuition. Right. It's, but it's like this, it's like intuition in a basic version, but like in, not in a bad way. Is that why we think of it as like the planet of love? Yes. Because love is intuition or emotion yes. is intuition? Yes. Huh. Okay. Here's what this planet represents before I go on and on about my love for <laughs> the planet Venus. It represents your values, how you express love, how you receive love your idealized version of receiving love, mm -hmm. sharing with others, all energetic exchanges with people. It's a lot. Yeah. The arts, beauty, passion, desire, how you relate to and experience pleasure, money, and your relationship to it. Oh, that's intuition. Yeah. Mm. So if I was to pick one word, to represent Venus. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, it's not desire. Right. It's actually the word pleasure. Yeah. And this word has been one of those kidnapped oh, words that's been so sexualized. And I listen, know. sex sex and pleasure are all <laughs> wonderful things. I'm not demonizing them. Like gay that. Hmm. But <laughs> it's also it's also sitting on your couch and turning on Netflix and eating a piece of chocolate. 100 percent it's also 100%. the first sip of coffee when it's at that exact right temperature mm. yeah it's also when you change out of your hard pants into your soft pants yeah if you ever get into the hard pants in the first place <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's taking your bra off for me i know that that's, that's not a great moment for, for you <laughs> but for me that's like yes okay yes. like it's yes it's that yeah. moment when you mm -hmm. see a friend that you wanted to see like that second you see them it's like these, again, I know it's like I'm saying it's basic, but I mean it in a good way. Yeah, no, because I'm giggling because it really has been stolen. Because like yeah. all I can think about, like even when you read it the first time, I was like, someone's going to hear Heather say pleasure. Yeah. And think about like pleasuring yourself. Yeah. Which well, is also is, fine. Yes, and it That's is great. that. That's good. Great. Awesome. Go for it. Do it right now while you're listening. I don't care. But it's just... Oh my god. It's just yes. it's it's that. Yes, but it it's so many other things. Right. No, and we're we are for all types of pleasure. Uh, yes, I but will. I hate you. the fact that that's all a lot of people think of. Yes. When they hear pleasure, is this like sexualized version? Because you're not thinking about all the moments that you can create in your day that involve pleasure. Like you're you're not you're, you're, again, desire, another kidnapped right. word. 
like you hear desire and you hear pleasure and you immediately start to feel guilty or shame right. or bad because those are like private things. Right. But when you're actually experiencing pleasure, yeah, you're tapped into your intuition. So you're powerful and yes. we, they don't want that. No. And like, think of the power of like a moment that you experience pleasure and how connected you feel in your body and your mind and yes. your spirit, your intuition, like all of that feels so balanced in that second. And think about how, how high vibe you are in that moment. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> like how your frequency rises. Yes. Like even like, I just had this visual of like me. I can't wait for the visual. Going to like our favorite ice cream place. And yeah. the, like for the first time in the season, like yeah. the kids and I will go to Dairy Twist. Yeah. And I'm like, you have that moment where you're like, oh, yeah. Dairy Twist, if you'd like to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> but like that yes. actually raises your frequency, as corny as that sounds. Like it's not, you actually corny. feel like really happy. And it might just be a small burst of it, but yeah. that's where the power is. This is this thing that you just said about it being corny is why I'm always telling people like, I am the corniest person ever. <laughs> like I might not outwardly say it, but there mm -hmm. are like, I'm getting like, I, feel I can see your eyeballs. In my eyeballs thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm getting so excited. <laughs> because these are the parts of your life that yes. you've been robbed from because you've been taught yes. that they're silly and they're invaluable yes. because they're not productive for anybody except you. Or you feel them and you shut it down. Oh god! You're like, oh my god, I love this ice cream, but that's stupid. So, mm. And then you, and then you, yeah, you like retract. someone shamed you at some point, right? For but like little, when you're a little kid, like that's your whole life. Yes. Like you're just like one pleasurable experience to the other. And then yes. like it's not pleasurable and you're just on a mission to go back to pleasurable. Yeah. And like we need to bring it back. Yes. Bring it back. Bring it back. Because it, it's so layered because that's where the fun is, but that's also where the power is. Yes. Like if you have people who are just like closed off and miserable and just like slugging through their life to get to the next paycheck, which Believe me, we have to do that. I'm not judging you if that's what you're doing. That's what we have to do. That's to, the setup. To, se yeah. to exist right. in this system. Yes. I get it. But like if you have people who are just like these like robot rats, like going through the, the drudgery of every day, then you get someone who's really low vibe, who's not paying attention. You know what I mean? Like and you, you don't you, have these moments. You you then convert them into a into your MAGA cult. Exactly. I, like, I know that's oddly specific, but like, right. that's literally what's going on. Yes. That's, that's actually what's happening. That's how country. you control people with fear is you right. rob them of pleasure. Right. Like it's that simple. And like, then the really, only, right. And then the only pleasure you get is by yeah. like harming other people. Yes. Or like making fun of other people or teasing other people, feeling that superiority. Right. Like, right. We're all just built to be having these like ice cream moments. Yes. Yes. It's like when people get like, oh, someone will be like, oh, tell me something that, you know, you enjoy doing. And they get like really embarrassed because they don't have like this really cool hobby. Right. And, that's me. Right, right. Okay. But like I can say like sitting on my deck yep. in the afternoon when the sun's in a certain spot and maybe I have coffee, maybe I have a cocktail, it depends on the time of day. And I have a snack, right. something salty, and I'm just sitting there listening to birds. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Going out to dinner with people, mm -hmm. having yummy food. Yeah. 
reading a book. Like it doesn't matter. Like those are the little things that like make up who you are and having really cool hobbies is awesome. And you should, if those bring you joy, but like we get really stuck in like those answers have to be like something that they don't need to be right exactly so anyways it's just like it's so many little things and I get so fired up because even when you you know me like I'm a question asker of all of the people right like when I'm asking people questions about themselves and they're talking like I see that little shame when they start to talk about things they like right I see that little like worry that you're going to be judged and I'm just thinking like no, those are all the best parts of you. Those are those moments that you experience, the ice cream, yep. the like, I don't know, I'm thinking about like in the summer when you go get your Italian sub somewhere and then you sit on the beach and eat yes. it and it's just like the best thing ever. Right. That is life. Like remember yes. for that like minute during the pandemic and I'm not trying to glamorize the pandemic. It no, was awful. No, no, no. But when you were quarantined and you were just like existing in comfy clothes and like taking care of plants and you're like this is actually i think how i'm supposed to live all the time and like listen work can be a source of pleasure right like do you know what i mean but like we've robbed pleasure of so many places and we've made it something so shameful that it's it's just it's no good i just want to bring to your attention just one part of this of like how the trick how the con yeah is played Mm -hmm. is that these moments are trivialized yes right so everything that like i don't have enough hobbies they're not cool enough i'm not like windsurfing every day like like whatever wait a minute wait a minute i, I would not love to go windsurfing with you oh you wouldn't i would I, even though you would hate it i wouldn't like time. to go windsurfing with myself i know you wouldn't okay <laughs> anyways just the fact that you picked that of all the things it just sounds like something cool you'd say to someone like <laughs> Whatever. My point is (laughs) that those things are trivialized. Yeah. But they actually, I know what I'm stating the obvious, but they are trivialized, but they actually bring us the most joy. Yes. So that when you're self-deprecating. Yes. Or like sort of diminishing your own interests. Yes. Yes. You're not just like, oh, you know, I just like to read or I just like to go grab an ice cream. Yeah. Like to you, it feels like, oh, it's not a big deal. But it's actually like this it's super everything. easily accessible point of joy. Yes. That you're closing yourself off of. That's the con. Right. Because we make pleasure this thing that like it has to be like, you know, the best thing that has ever happened to you. And you only feel good things right. when it's happening and it lasts for a month or something right. like, and that's not what pleasure is. Pleasure is actually in all of those little moments. moments. Right. And they like, yes, you can pack them together, but pleasure isn't right. really the energy of pleasure is not this like long lasting thing. The right. same as like happiness, right? right? It's like when you ask someone if they're happy, it's like, no, uh, like you're, it's not all like the time. It's like, it's, exactly. <laughs> right. I can, I can be when people say happiness like, are you there? happy they yeah. mean like are you happy with your whole entire they life mean, are you satisfied right it's the wrong question yeah and if it's, if you're someone like me you're gonna sing the Hamilton song you're like I will never be satisfied this is my whole personality is that I can't ever be satisfied with anything never this is the second episode in a row where we've referenced Hamilton maybe we should watch it maybe we should do like a deep dive on Hamilton for an episode. <laughs> okay okay anyways but it's just the fact that we don't know our venus i did not know my venus off the top of my head i mean i've looked at it before yeah i don't know that i don't know that yeah so okay cancer it might be so well we'll get to (laughs) it so 
Venus, the planet, is named after the Roman goddess of love. Right. Okay. Now, the Babylonians, mm -hmm. back in the day, used to call it Minciana. Okay. Which was the for the, like, star of Ishtar, same sort of oh, yeah. goddess, mm -hmm. which is also the goddess of love. So Mercury got, like, a rebrand, but yes. I would say Venus stayed same pretty same. pretty along the same veins here. Yeah. Um, it rules Libra and Taurus. Again, that makes sense in my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some astrologers have studied this and some this one thing that I'm going to tell you about, and some of them, like, really don't like it. But oh. I'm going to tell you because – I like it, but I get the other side, so stick with me here. But astrologers have been looking at how men relate to their Venus because most men, whatever their Venus qualities are, are rejecting their Venus because okay. this is very feminine and this is intuition. So gotcha. in a patriarchal society, we teach men to reject, reject all those kind of things about themselves. Yeah. But what they're seeing is men who are in a heterosexual relationship with a woman are projecting all of the Venus aspects that they're not experiencing onto the woman. So they choose someone who has those aspects? And then they, the things that they aren't, like if they aren't in line with them, they're not acting them out, Oh, they okay. have an issue. Okay. So it's like their need to express it, they're projecting it to the woman the to express it. The wife has to fulfill it for them. Yes. Oh, okay. interesting. So the part that other astrologers don't like about this is that they say actually all genders are doing this. This doesn't oh. have to do with gender. This has to do with just living in a society that tells you that like anything feminine is it's bad. Wrong, right? Yes. Okay. That so makes sense. one thing that is suggested mm -hmm. if you are in a relationship, no matter if it's with a man or a woman, or if you are a man or a woman yeah. is looking at your Venus and how you might be projecting and like needing your partner to bring some of those traits that you are having trouble sitting with to like to the light. Yeah, and look at your partner's Venus and see why you they might be frustrated with you. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's going to show you the like kind of it, it's basically a form of shadow work, right? right? Because it's this like unrealized thing that you're right. like you're kind of projecting an expectation onto your partner to do something that they right. don't really understand or to be yeah. something. Yeah, they didn't ask. Right. Right. Now, also, on a more just basic level, knowing your partner's Venus will tell you exactly how they want to be loved. Like, Yes. I mean, we talked about the love languages there. Uh, but, like, I basically, if you just read your Venus, you'll kind of get your love language anyways. But See that episode. <laughs> Exactly. But I just thought that was super interesting. There was a lot of different articles, a lot of people being like, you're getting it wrong. But I, I do sort of understand that like men in our society are very much taught yes. that the, anything of their feminine qualities are something that repressed. should be squashed. So right. I, I do get that. Yeah. But I also think it's val valuable information either way. I, I agree. Um, okay. So my weird facts that you can interpret how you want okay. about Venus. Okay. So it has the longest rotation of any planet in the solar system. So a day on Venus is longer than a year on Earth. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm. So do that. Wow. Do with that what you will. Hmm. So time moves slower. Hmm. Interesting. Love. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. It's hotter than Mercury, even though it's on the other side of the Earth to the sun. Wow. Fire it up. <laughs> I'm just thinking how like oh 
Mercury lacks an atmosphere to hold in the sun's heat, even though it's right next to it, it yeah. can't retain it. Venus can hold it. Venus can hold it. So it's not even like we're closer on Earth. Right. But it's, I don't know. Just find it interesting. Okay. This is my favorite part. Mm. Venus is the only planet to spin clockwise on its axis. Oh, really? Scientists believe that Venus collided with another celestial body at some point in history and it knocked it upside down and caused it to spin clockwise. Really? So at one point, Venus was upright and spinning counterclockwise with the rest of us. An intuition. Something smashed some mystery celestial body, smashed into it, knocked it upside down, and now it spins clockwise. Right. So it spins in the opposite way of all of the other planets. So all of the other energy you get comes in differently than how you get Venus's energy. And now we're upside down in our intuition. Hmm. Yeah. Or we just we're trying to make intuition come in like logic comes in. Yeah. But it comes in upside a down. A different way. Right. Just Wow. Okay. It's also the second brightest in the night sky after the moon. Oh. That makes sense. Those are my fun facts. The moon and Venus. Yeah, I love oh, that. the two bright ones. Yeah. The two intuitive right. ones. Huh. Huh. Bright. Love. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um mine Venus is in Gemini. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. I won't stand for any Gemini slander here. Oh, no. We love Gemini. Or two-faced. Oh, no. 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 I can be two-faced, but you're going to see both of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing it by I'm not hiding that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So Gemini and Venus values excitement, open-mindedness, and curiosity. They win over people with witty conversation and fun. Huh. Often seen as a tease. Huh. that's unfortunately true but I think that I thought that was just because when I my <laughs> brand of masking mm -hmm. comes off flirtatious oh really yeah that's interesting I know is that because of the patriarchy I don't know why I think did you feel like you had to be flirtatious to no, like because I'm not I don't I'm not trying to be flirtatious okay it's just being interpreted as flirtatious okay. but it's also there's this thing, I know this is a side tangent. There's this thing apparently with humans where like with a man, if you ask him a lot of questions about himself that they think oh, you're, you're flirting. Interested. Yes. Cause it's interest. Yeah. And you really, you're just like, sure. I'm just like Sherlocking him. Wonder why you're doing that. Yeah. And they're just like, this girl really likes me. She's really into me. She's so into me. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Or I'll be like, There'll be a there'll be a, a male gender in front of me, and I'll I'll be like trying to figure out their Claire, so I'll do like a touch oh, to no, see if that's too theirs. Far, too yeah, far. and and I'm like, yeah. what? No, yeah. If you do it to a girl, they don't. No, they don't. Happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, some of these rules are hard for me, yeah. but I'm just saying. But uh, okay, there. Also, it's in my <laughs> it's in my chart, right? That I'm seen as a tease. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I don't I don't mind it. Okay, uh, changeable and sometimes fickle. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Relationships to both people and possessions are electric and focused on mental stimulation. Yes, definitely. So Gemini's in my 11th house or Venus is in my 11th house. Sorry. Magnet for new friends, but also drama. <laughs> it's not my fault. Sure. Drama loves me. Yes, it really does. Yeah. 
Um, you hate the drama. I don't enjoy the drama. I mean, I enjoy the drama if it's distant. Yeah. Like no. if I can watch it on TV or like with other people, I like the drama. No, but if you want to tell me about no. drama, yes. But when the drama is centered around me, right? Not a fan. No, no, thank you. Okay. Tends to focus on people's unique qualities as their most attractive. Yes. Definitely. I feel like that's just my whole shtick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you are a Venus in Cancer, Jay. I know it. Yeah. I know. A lot of cancer in your chart. Yeah. Okay. Highly intuitive with instinctual ability to pick up on what other people need and support and care for them accordingly. That makes me think of how you are like such an expert in like emotional management of others. Yes. And the reason that you're so good at it is not because it took you a while to figure it out. It's like upon meeting them, you already know. Yes. You already got there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Appears to have a thick outer shell at first to protect their extreme sensitivity to others. I feel like that's a theme that about me reading in your chart. <laughs> Very sensitive to it's other at people. Every single point in my anal chart. Rejection sensitivity comes up a lot for you. Big problems. Yeah. Yeah. Constant balancing act to care for others' needs and your own. True. Mm -hmm. Nurturing and likes to be nurtured. Yes. Too much attachment to past can prevent them from enjoying present moments. Sigh. <laughs> yeah. It's in your ninth house again. So the very first sentence of like everything about Venus in your ninth house is tremendous wealth. Every time. Every single one I read was wow. tremendous wealth. Bring tremendous it. wealth. Bring it, bitch. I know. So, I mean, really, you should just get it because you're doing something wrong, Jamie. <laughs> it literally said in every single one. I mean, the word tremendous was different. Like, it was, like, extreme. It was you know, like wow. incredible wealth. Yeah. Wow. I picked tremendous. I liked it the best. I like it, too. So just fucking get in line with it, Jay. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Um, signifies pleasure and happiness connected to wealth. Yes. Needs to feel passion for work. Yes. <laughs> Has to feel intellectual connections. True. That's true. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Again. Nailed it. Tell me it's not no, real. Tell you me. You can't. Tell me. You can't. I would just also like to say that I picked the ones that I read. I gathered from a few different sources. Mm -hmm. But... I read a few and picked the ones that reflected us best. Mm -hmm. So when you're reading your chart or you're reading something and you're like, this doesn't hit for me, go find another one because all it is is different people's interpretations of it. Right. So find the one that works. And I know that makes it sound like I'm saying, well, just find the one that fits and wear it. Game. So it's right. real. Right. But I, I don't mean it that no. way. Like there wasn't any that I read that weren't true. Way off. No, right. of course not. But like I wanted to find the ones where I was like, Yes. This really reflects the character. Like this is talking about more than just surfacey stuff. This is stuff underneath. Right. Well, we said this in many episodes when it comes to astrology, but like it's clearly an interpretation. Mm -hmm. The reason why people judge it is because it's not like a quote unquote exact science. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be open for interpretation based yes. on the reader. So we're always saying like, find an astrologer that you like, find yes. a website that you trust, find an yes. app that you trust. Like, that's what we've done. Like we follow certain people on Instagram mm -hmm. that we connect with yes. with their presentation of the information. It's yes. all the same information. 
Yes. It's just like, how is the person explaining it? Yes. And, you know, a lot of, you see this gap in, with astrologers. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's honestly like a, um, like the indigo gap. It's generational. Like, like you can see yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Where it's like the first wave of indigos. We have an episode on indigos, crystals, and rainbows too, yeah. if you'd like to we listen do. to that. But the first wave of indigo's version of astrology was very different yes. than the second wave. Like right. the newer, the younger people. And some yep. of them I think are probably crystals too. But like yep. the way that they present it is very different. Yeah. And I think it's actually a little bit more scientific. Uh, definitely you know what more I mean? scientific. It's it's very much less woo-woo and more here's how that. it works in your life. Right. You know, like here's how you can actually apply right. it. But the thing is with this, like even like looking at your Venus and understanding about this about yourself and thinking like, what have I like really accepted here? And what do I maybe project and need from other people? Right. Just doing that is going to improve your relationship <laughs> with yourself and with, if you're in a romantic relationship, if you're in a friendship, all of that, your children, it's yeah. going to immediately improve. Cause you can read this and you can go, where might that be coming? Like the part for me where it was said fickle. Yeah. I mean, I would just add the word moody mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. And like, if I could just like show other people, like I, I, I'm fickle. Like, don't, don't take this personally. No, catch me tomorrow. Right. right <laughs> It'll exactly. be different. Right. You know, like, and like yes. accept that instead of feel a lot of shame about myself. It's yes. like, it's literally written on my personal sky map. The stars Check my decided map. it. Right. Exactly. It's just who I am. And I know it about myself. So I'll be a little bit better at like not making that other people's problems. Right. But if today I just feel like a miserable wench who hates everybody. Mm -hmm. Just, I'm just going to let that be. I'll keep to myself because yep. tomorrow I'll like people again. Exactly. And it's fine. And like little stuff like that, just that acceptance is yeah. so important. Go do some weeding. You'll feel better. <laughs> if you're feeling overload. Ice pack on the go night. Weed. Go do some weeding. Yeah. I mean, I followed your instructions. It did help. Great. Okay. So anyways, let us know what you think. Let us know yeah. if you found a great resource for yours. Let yeah. us know if this helps you or what areas this hit you. And if you... If you like really thought about the little things I told you about the planets that I think really speak to how we interpret the energy of them here yeah. on Earth, tell us about that too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go on to whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.